Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live. 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Summer's Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website, www.tpvradio.com. RadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiny Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio.
is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, ready, ready to walk? Let's go! What's good, family? This your boy, the Thomas Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go!
And I'm your most humble host, the Psalmist Boys. We pray that the word will impact your life and bring a fresh revelation and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our King. But before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, do y'all hear somebody at the door? As always, you could have done anything, but I thank God that you took the time out to come on the show today. We're going to have a blast, as always. So, of course, we got to give uh, a shout-out to the, the family and friends of Dr. K.C. Price. He passed away uh, two days ago from COVID-19. Yeah, he passed away, but... For a black history moment, he was one of the first African-American black preachers to be on network network TV in the 70s. That wasn't heard of back then, but he paved the way back then. But again, we pray for his family uh, and his wife, Dr. Betty Price. We definitely give a shout out over here from the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. May he rest in heaven. That's just what we say. But again, he definitely was a pioneer with everything that we have now as far as being on television and stuff like that, being especially being African American preachers. So again, rest in peace, uh Price family. We definitely love you over here at TPV Radio. Also, family, uh yeah, yeah, y'all know what like today is right Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah It's Valentine's Day Of course And of course we're not gonna be Preaching about Valentine's Day But what we do have on the table Is definitely relevant For today's special day Everyone celebrating Everyone has a Valentine's Day. Even if you don't have a significant other, you got Jesus Christ. That's the best love you can ever have. 
in the world. I'm just saying. But I got to give a shout out, of course, to my first lady. She celebrated a birthday on the 13th and today's Valentine's Day. So, of course, she gets double gifts. I don't know about y'all fellas, but, you know, even though our wives or our spouses tell us uh, I don't want anything for my birthday or or Valentine's Day, I guarantee you they're looking for something, even when they're not so-called saying, just saying. So my wife was spoiled. Of course, you know, I, I, I love surprising her. She wants to know everything. And I'm quite sure you fellas can attest to that. You know, they want to know everything. But sometimes the element of surprise is very good. Just saying. Especially if you've been married for some years or you've been in some relationships for some years. You got to throw in that little surprise element. Just saying. But anyway, (laughs) got to give a shout out to the First Lady of TPV Radio. Happy birthday again. And also happy Valentine's Day to you. Also, let me give a shout-out to the kiddos, TJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajane. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And I can't forget my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because truly, without him, none of this is possible. I am so humbly honored. He chose a jacked-up knucklehead like me. To carry on the work of the Lord And I'm truly humbled for him to do that Day in and day out Well, family We got a situation over here in the CPA Now, yeah For the last couple of days We've had some record-breaking temperatures Now, I don't. I always tease all the time, fellas, about Texas being on Prozac, but uh, I don't think it's worked. So <laughs> currently, we are at 20 degrees. Yes, in Texas, 20 degrees, and we got snow coming. The roads are already iced over. So if you are out there, please be careful. It is. Texas is not equipped for this type of weather. If you have to go out, if you can walk, walk. But if you have to drive, be very careful. Pump your brakes. Don't slam on your brakes because you'll be having an ice rink in your car. Just saying. So, Brother Don, how is it in your neck of the woods? Well, I know who to blame now for all of this. It's our neighbors, Texas, to the west. Thank you, guys. <laughs> right now, we're currently sitting at 46 degrees. But it's a beautiful day. The sun is out. It's just, the sun is shining, but it is cold. And if you're down here or headed to the Gulf Coast family, get ready. We are expecting no flurries Monday night and Tuesday night. With a low of 28. So if you get down here, you can blame Texas for that. Because they, they're shifting it all this way. But right now here in Mississippi Gulf Coast, we're at 46 degrees. And it's really a pretty day other than it's just cold. So that's how we are down here at the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Well, Chaplin, 
I think you guys are already getting snow, but let me see how is it up there in the Dallas County area. Chaplin, what's going on up there? Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. We started getting sleet and ice around 2 a.m. this morning. Uh, I got a text from one of the elders of the church that they shutting down. Um, so that was wise to do that because it's pretty bad out there right now. We're about mm, 15 degrees. We're going down to single digits, maybe below zero by Monday. They're expecting more snow tonight and Monday. So, yeah, man, we got to be careful. Stay in. You know, don't try to be a hero. Um a lot of people was out getting their food and everything. It was pretty busy yesterday before the storm hit. So, yeah, yeah, that's where we are right now. <laughs> See, that's why I asked you, Chaplain, how it was up there because we're getting, we're starting to get the weather now, and the temperature is dropping. So we're gonna get it soon because I know a couple of people in Houston they already got snow, so it's coming this way. So please yeah. be very careful. It's not, if you're not used to it, see me and Chaplin, we're from the East Coast. So this type of weather isn't new, but we're here in Texas now and our winter skins kind of shed from being up East because up East is a little, you know, you're used to it. So since I've been in yeah. Texas, Chaplin, I kind of lost my thick skin. So when it get cold, I'm like, oh my God goodness so I'm, yeah. just, <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. they, they don't have goose downs down here man unless you kept your jacket coming from the east coast to here yeah. and you got a goose down and you wear it down here in texas they look at you like you crazy but goose yeah. downs keep you warm just saying warm. anyway <laughs> anyway man now y'all know we don't do politics and all that stuff, right? Well, I'm just going to say this. Our former president was acquitted again. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So just keep our nation in your prayers. Delay our leaders in your prayers. That is our mandate as believers. Lift them up. Keep them in your prayers. And this big old argument about if you saved, if you voted for a Democrat, you're not saved if you no, if you're not saved if you voted for a Democrat and you're saved if you voted for a Republican. This is the new nonsense that's going on right now. Well, I'm here to tell you, it don't matter who you vote for, because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is coming back. And I talked to Brother Donald about this earlier this week. We arguing about political parties. Like really? But anyway, I'm getting off that because we don't do that here. So, again, keep your, na- keep your nation in your prayers. Keep our leaders in your prayers. And let's move forward in God and stop tripping over nonsense. Just saying. Anyway, we're live right now on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. If you're listening to us virtually, thank you for joining us. Also, we are live on Live 365. Search the Thomas Voice Radio Network. You'll see our logo. Hit the heart button. You can listen to us live there as well. Or just go to our website, www.tpvradio.com, and you can listen to us from Block Talk Radio. Radio. You'll see the light flashing live now. That's 
the show, you can click the link, or or you can listen from the radio station. Either or, you can hear us from all over the place. So we thank God for it. Also, I got to give y'all a shout out. We are considered again to be on the ballot for this year's 2020 Stella Awards. Thank God for that. We're also a member of the Stellar Academy. What does that mean? Basically, we promote that the, whoever's an uh, a artist or whoever's a, a radio station, we help promote that as well. So that's another big feat that God has done for us. I'm tremendously excited, gentlemen, for what God has for not just us as a ministry, but for you too as well. I am excited. So I've done all my plugs. I've done all my uh, shout-outs, and I know Brother Don and Chaplin have some shout-outs they like to give. So, Brother Don, give the shout-outs. We go, then we'll go to Chaplin, and then we're going to go to the Word. Amen, amen. You know, I, I first and foremost, I always have to give a shout-out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because he makes all of this possible. And in all of this being possible, he still still chooses me. So I'm just thankful for him today. And I got to give a shout out to my amazing, wonderful queen, my bride, my wife. She's currently out in California, but guess what, family? She's on her way home for good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so she'll she'll be traveling, so I'm just asking your family to have uh, keep your prayers and traveling grace over her as she Ventures back from California to the Gulf Coast, Mississippi. And I got to give a shout out to my amazing, wonderful kids. I got to give a shout out to uh, my grandkids. Just they've been so instrumental in my growth process in this season of my life. And I'm just thankful God gave them to me. And also, I got to give a shout out to TPV Ministries, Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi. And happy birthday once again, First Lady Nisi. Uh, they've been amazing uh, Just the vision and the focus that they have Even allow me to come on Even to have my voice heard It's just truly, truly a blessing So I got to give them a shout out And you family also Because you are here each and every week Supporting us, uplifting us And praying for us And we just want to thank you We love you And definitely, definitely give you your shout out Amen Amen Hey Chaplin Give your shout out Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, my brother. Bless God for his grace and mercy that he bestowed upon the body of Christ and sinners. Because the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So I thank God. I want to do better. I want to do more. I want to be more submissive to him. I want to thank God for the body of Christ. Um, the saints of God need to be honored because they're the most precious People on the planet Earth, Jesus uh, came down here to save us, and we have many members of one body. So all the listeners and all the body of Christ, the fivefold, God bless you. Know that you are peculiar people in the name of Jesus. I want to give a shout out to my three daughters, Nabaya, Hard, and Neva. Um, beautiful, beautiful young ladies, respectful, godly, intellectual. Thank God for them. Um, they truly are going to be uh, an asset to the body of Christ as they grow 
And uh, bless God for you, my brother, as Chris, your wife. Well, you know, we need we need soldiers who are going to be dedicated. And uh, you just seem to be that kind of guy. And I discerned that from the time we met. And thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Well, of course, shout out to the rest of the family that's listening. They got a lot of things that they're doing. Of course, shout out to Apostle uh, Dr. Farso Walker and his beautiful wife, uh, Dr. Jessica Walker. God bless you all the way out there in my hometown in Plainfield, New Jersey. They're having serious snow up there. Serious. So I, I, I'm not counting on them calling in today but if he does shout out goes to you of course shout out goes out to pastor Seiko and of course pastor gene god bless all of you and we'll have uh neam pastor nehemiah calling in very very soon from cali so it's just us three right now and i'm happy about it but we got you family and today we're continuing our series on how to have a relationship with God or Jesus Christ when we can't keep one. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. And, of course, we got the subtitle, which is Trusting God in the Dark when it comes to your relationship. We're going to break that down. I'm excited. Again, today is Valentine's Day. It is you know, chill out, chill out, relax, stay indoors, stay warm, bubble up, watch a movie, whatever you got to do, drink your hot cocoa, and listen to the gentleman and myself getting in with the word of the Lord. So, family, I'm done talking. Y'all know what time it is. Right. But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? TPV Radio Family, are you ready to walk? Well, I'm ready to walk. I know y'all been ready to walk, but let me ask my family, Minister Don Chaplin, are you ready to walk? Yes, yes, yes. Let's get it in. Well, let's get it. Let's go. Of course, we like to set the atmosphere with some songs, and we got some perfect songs just to set the mood for this Valentine's Day. Of course... We have on the... Hold on. Hold on, fellas. Somebody just chimed in. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker is in the building. Let's go! Amen. Blessings, grace, and peace. Amen to the people of God. So glad to be with you today. Amen on this. Valentine's Day, amen, a time for love, amen, not only loving our wives, but loving one another, and uh, we thank and praise God for uh, a day that we're able to uh, just do something different, I thank God for these various appointed days, it allows you to do something that maybe you haven't done, so uh, 
Uh, I guess today's conversation is all about love. Um, I got nothing but love for you. <laughs> Amen. God, God, God bless everybody. Yeah. Psalmist, boy, well, you have God any shout outs before we get into? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, apostles. No, listen uh, to all the saints from around the world. Amen. I, I, I just wish everybody the love and success and and the blessings of God be upon you. And uh, just uh, you know, we we already got the favor of God. We're alive. Amen. The psalmist said, in his favor is life. We have life, and I bless God for that life, and, and I bless God for the life of the people that I'm being introduced to every day, and I just want to say, God bless you. Thank you, sir. Back to Amen. you. Amen. Well, you have, do you have any shout-outs? Because we're about to start off the show because we're ready to eat. Do you have any shout-outs you'd like to give before we go? No, no, that's it. To all, listen to all my my family around the world. Amen. I shout out and say, God bless you. That's my shout out. Amen. Well, let's get it. Let's go. Of course, we got the first song on the rotation to start this Valentine's Day off. We got Travis Green featuring Doe with Good and Love. Classic throwback from my my family, Pastors Angelo and Veronica with Love You More and Israel and Adrian Holton. Be still. I'm with you. You are listening to the hottest, most controversial off the meat rack Christian radio show in the land. It's the Thomas Boys Reloaded. And when we come back, we're going to eat. We got Chaplin, we got Apostle, we got Minister Don in the building. So we'll see you in just a few minutes. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is the sound of the voice. You're you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live live. right now now. on the Psalmist Voice Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
This is ARV. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. This is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, ready, ready to walk? Let's go! And now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! relationship with God. He wants relationship with us 
period. Just saying. Also being in constant fellowship with men and women that's going to challenge you, not only spiritually, but as a man or a woman, period. Sometimes we need those relationships to keep us strong. Just saying. So we talked about those things. So we're going to get into another side of this thing. When we have to trust God in the dark. Yeah, we all been here. See, we're believing in a God that we can't see, we can't touch, right? But what I've realized that as you draw closer to God, when you start reading his word for an example, See, we made this hocus-pocus TV stuff when it comes to having relationship with a God we can't see. See, the more you draw closer to God when you read his word, when you have relationship with him, he will be there. You will feel him even in your darkest times, even in your loneliest moments, even when you feel inadequate. Jesus is always right there. I'm telling you. From personal experience, I was one of those knuckleheads. I needed to have a physical relationship to order to have a connection. But what I've learned is that God gives you that gorilla glue of your heart. He mends it together, and he makes sure that he crafts you in a sense of security so you know who God is in your life. And trust me, the closer you get to God, the closer you get to him and the more you will know he's there in every aspect of your life. But I can't start in this subtitle of our series without considering this. The formidable task of trusting God with relationships in the absence of possibilities. Uh-oh. Considering the formal, formidable task of trusting God with relationships in the absence of possibility. Well, let me break that down. Yeah. When there is a promising online match, we'll, break, we'll even break it down in the practical. A friendship that appears to be blossoming, blossoming into more or an interesting fellow or woman at the last wedding you've attended. Now, trust is a bit easier. There is something tangible to rest your hope in, even if there's never go, even if it never goes anywhere. But what of the dry spells? I discussed this uh, further back in our shows as far as being uh, in in a dry place In a funk Now I know from personal experience This is kind of Waiting You know waiting gets old Yeah let's just keep it real They tell you oh wait on God Wait on your mate Mate on your Boaz man Wait on your Esther All this stuff Now it really gets old after Ralph Now relationships You know also Uh, Can be good and bad Now I have a question here Because it seems as though You know I'm I'm no Dr. Phil 
in relationships. Just saying. I'm just not. But what I am learning that as I draw closer to God, he gives me the right things to say. The right things to guide his people. Because it's not about me. See, once we get rid of the junk, yeah, the junk in our life, we're able to see what's wrong with us. Then we can see what's wrong with everybody else. So, but see, the problem is we like to see what's wrong with people. We always have the answers for everybody else or we have the answers for what they're not doing. But do we actually look in the mirror? Wow. So I got a first question for the panel. Now, how do you apply it to our life? Now, how do you apply a relationship with God just as applying a relationship with God? Is there a difference? So we'll start with you, Brother Don, with that question. You have the floor. Amen. Amen. You know, really good question, really good topic. I'm glad you are approaching this. You know, but the word tells us clearly, you know, that when we put the Lord first, everything is first spiritual and then it manifests itself natural. You know, the word says, how can you love a God whom you can't see? You can't even love your brother who you can't see. So that's the connection that we must first understand that all of this is spiritual. Everything that we're doing here is spiritual and it's supposed to manifest itself in the natural but we have to learn that our natural relationships and our natural issues affect us spiritually the other way and a lot of times the biggest thing that I've learned through this song this family is what really hinders that is unforgiveness you know that is the, the sever of all things is that unforgiveness because see it's a it's almost hypocritical we want to be forgiven, but we don't want to forgive. So God is really showing us, you know, look, you can't have it both ways. You know, the old saying is you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, it only goes one way, and that one way is forgiveness. And once we really understand that aspect, I think for all, all intents and purposes, our relationship with the Lord will begin to get stronger when we truly, truly understand that. And this is something that, that I'm going through myself now, you know, being transparent, is really understanding the total package of what forgiveness is and what it offers. Because I think that is the very thing that will um, strain our relationship from a spiritual standpoint. And, you know, the thing about it, though, is you can be doing all the right things from a, 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 a perspective of work and what you're doing. But if your heart isn't set right, then all the things that you do in the natural have no spiritual impact. And what we're supposed to do is have a spiritual impact on it. And I think that that would be the thing that we would tell the family, look, you forgiveness is probably, you know, and I'll probably say this a thousand times uh, in this series before we're over with because I really understand, you know, uh, forgiveness is, is, a, is a big issue. When it comes to relationships, you know, first natural, then spiritual. Forgiveness is, is the basis. It's, it's, the, it's the essence of what makes a, a relationship healthy or unhealthy. 
And I think what we see today, society, the body of Christ, is a lot of unhealthiness in that area. You know, it's just like you said at the beginning of the program. Um, you know, the, the, the rhetoric out there now is you got to belong to a certain party for your spiritual uh, to, to signify where you at spiritually. You know, and that is just totally, totally false. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's, it's perverse in a way. We want to really um, get down to it, but I think that would be the thing that we that would really depend on where you at in your relationship with God is your forgiveness level. Who, are, what are you holding on to? You know, are you letting your past affect your future because you're unwilling to let it go? You know, and for us to get closer, we really, really got to understand this thing called forgiveness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Dr. Walker, same question. How do we apply it? Your thoughts? Well, you know, it, it's, uh, I guess it's a good, uh, good word is how do we apply anything? You know, um, we, have to, we have to first be willing to take it on. To apply it, you know, when uh, you know if you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, how do you apply it? You open up the jar and you you take the amount that you you know that's in your power to take and put it on the sandwich. The word of God, you have to take out of that word of God and be able to apply that word of God first and foremost to your life. If we try to take the word of God and apply it to somebody else's life uh, before we apply it to our life, then what, what happens is we're trying to we're trying to dictate to them what we want and not what God wants. So 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 what we have to do, and, and I think my brother was he, he's he's right about forgiveness, but again sometimes since we're dealing with relationships with God, we must have uh, forgiveness for ourselves. And many times it's yes. not forgiveness for ourselves. So if I, again, it goes back to, I think we hit the last time, if you don't forgive yourself, it's going to be very tough to have a relationship with somebody else because what you're going to do is ultimately you're going to sabotage that relationship because you keep doing things that, that will hinder it. And, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. people say, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, if you don't know, that means you'll continue that cycle. So you have to understand, exactly. have, I for, have I forgiven myself? Have I forgiven myself? Now, God's forgiven me. There's no doubt about that. If I'm a believer, the minute I have believed the finished work of Christ uh, concerning his death, burial, and resurrection, and to know that all of my sins have been imputed on Christ at that cross, God's not holding nothing against me. So, so uh, why we cannot come to forgive ourselves now because when we come into a healthy relationship I, I you know you know the old expression I'm from a, a different time frame uh, we used to say uh, way back in the day well I want a woman she got to give I want you know she got to give her 50% I give my 50% well we found out that we were shortchanging ourselves by asking for 50% from somebody we wanted to be with what you need to do is wow. be 100% I need to be 100%. The woman I'm looking for needs to be 100%. I'm not saying perfect, but you have to give 100. You have to be willing to give 100. 
this this thing is sending for, you know, I'm 50, and what you're really saying when you settle for a 50, you're saying, well, that woman there, I'll tell you what, she's going to complete me. She's going to complete me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get her 50, and now I'm going to be 100%, and that becomes a deception because now what we do, brother, we end up making her or him God and have mm-hmm. them trying to fulfill what only God can fulfill in our life. A relationship doesn't make right. you fulfilled. Yes. So so, so this is what we have to watch out for. Again, we need to apply the word to my life. And as I apply the word to my life, uh, then I can begin to see clear about me. Because when you see clear about you, you'll know what you need to see clear about with somebody else. That's right. Back to you, Psalms. That's right. Amen. Chaplain, same question, man. How do we apply it? Oh, my God. <clears throat> man, man. Well, I'm no expert, my brothers. Um, I, I'm still learning. But um, I, I have grown over the years through trial and error and, and everything else that we go through as ministers and members of the body of Christ. I learned that relationship had nothing to do with sex. I learned that relationship has a lot to do with intimacy and affection. And when I thought about me being in the household that I was emotionally abused, that hurt me in terms of understanding relationships as a younger man. So when I got in this word, I realized that that was the trick of the enemy because a lot of people have been emotionally and mentally abused and it hurts them for having healthy relationships. So the opposite and contrary that is really understanding that God is a spirit and it takes a lot of humility and faith to see God manifest himself in our lives. Because the healing process has to be intrinsic from an emotional, mental, spiritual point of view. And as God begin to lift the burdens and destroy the yokes off of our lives, like it was said, um, we can see clearer. We can see clearer. We can see through the eyes of Jesus. Because true, truly, we'll know how healthy we are in our relationship with God and how we treat other people. Because if we don't treat other people with the love of God, then that's uh, indictment to our relationship with Jesus Christ because he loves us. He loves people. So everybody needs to do evaluation, self-evaluation, because in my uh, experience, there's a lot of blame and pointing of the fingers of this person did that to me, that person did this to me. This person is phony, but like was said earlier, we need to look in the mirror. We need to do self-evaluation because God saved us because he wants a relationship with us individually. Yes. And that has to be, we have to put more emphasis on that. I think too often we want the fivefold to carry us 
Um, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. They're supposed to edify us. They're supposed to bless us. The of the kingdom. But it doesn't dismiss or replace the relationship that we're supposed to build with Jesus Christ. You know, but that takes that takes that takes work. It takes faith. It takes discipline, and we're lagging in those areas. You know, um, we've got to do better um, of self-evaluation and making the right adjustments because we have to walk away from certain things. We have to stay away from certain fellowships that are not, not healthy for us. You know, um, and I believe if we do that. It will help us apply this love of God to every area of our lives and every relationship that we come in contact with. Amen. 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 See, we have this thing called hurt people hurt people, right? And we do this a lot. We also... Know that we can't negotiate with God to secure that relationship, right? Now, for the everyday pain we face as believers while in the dark, I'm reminded of two principles for walking this thing out, having this relationship with Christ. Number one, regardless of whether God blesses me in blesses me or not. I am called to trust him. Now, this is a big word, trust. Now, when our trust is broken, we get into this place of limbo. We get into this place of being lost in the sauce. But see, the thing is, sometimes God has to break us. And see, we put so much emphasis on the physical relationship. We put too many people as little G's in our life that we dismiss the fact that God is right there to help us through it. Now, no disrespect intended, when God does give you people in your life, it's to edify you, make you stronger, make you focus, all these things. But see, we have trust issues. That's why we stay in this dark thing. That's why we're in trouble right now in the kingdom of God because everybody has their own agenda instead of coming together, building each other up. <coughs> when I'm in a dark place, I'll know in the spirit that something ain't right. I could just shoot a text to you, and then every, and then we start talking, and then we're good. It's the same thing with God. He sits right there waiting for us to give him our issues. But yet we feel that we're, to, we're too super intellectual. We're too super deep. We're so in our Sunday is that we forget that God is right there now in every painful and confusing situation we go through a key quote Job said though he slay me yet 
will I trust him? Joe's 13.50. Now, we forget that. And we feel some kind of way, which slips us into this dark place of limbo. We don't trust nobody. We feel some kind of way. All this stuff. Now, let me break this down a little bit further. Now, second, God is all-powerful. And my lack of understanding trust and relationship has nothing to do with his ability to provide it. Uh-oh. I don't think they caught that, gentlemen. Well, God's power has the ability to do all things. Now, when we allow ourselves to let us do all things, we fail every single time. Got the t-shirt, hat, MP3, 8-track. Oh, no, that's a little too far back. They don't know about that. But, yeah, we, 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 I got all that. So I tried to do it. I tried to look at BET. I tried to look at, at Uncle Pookie. And I tried to look at the people that are in my life that were men and things like that. But I'm Chris. I have to see what God has for me. See, we don't understand that. We're all created to do certain things. But as men, we are able to draw closer to God because it's our responsibility. God wanted fellowship with man. He wanted that closeness with us. But yet we too macho, too in pride, too in arrogance to realize that we need him. And when we get into this dark place, we ready to end it because we cut God off five years ago. And then we blame God for our issues, for decisions that we made. But he wants good for us. Consider 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who what? Love him. Now, in our natural relationship, <coughs> what I've learned, I'm still young at it. This is like my third attempt at it. I still don't got it all together. But see, what I'm learning is, is that as I continue to die to Chris and let God help me with my mess, with my issues, with my trust issues, with my brokenhearted, my trusting, when I allow him to take it, right, he does this thing that blows my mind every time, especially with me, because I was a mess. I'm going to keep it real. So when I finally gave up the pride of what I thought I knew, and I was able to be molded into something that God wanted me to be, not what Chris wanted to be. I learned how to take the junk, put it in the fire, and keep it there. See, we have a problem bringing stuff back. They have this old saying in the old church, well, leave it on the altar. Well, a lot of us like to leave it on the altar, and then 10 minutes later, we go running up at the altar, and we go pick it right back up. Why? Because there's no trust. Well, what are you talking about, Simon? I praise break for the Lord. I give my $1,000 seed. I'm faithful to my ministry. 
that has nothing to do with your relationship. Those are works. Those are acts. But we're constantly picking up our own mess. So how is God going to take us out of the dark when we keep picking up our baggage? Well, perhaps the most important thing we need to remember when enduring through this dark season is to avoid giving into bitterness. Uh-oh. That's a big problem. Not only will it render you spiritually loose, useless, but others will cease to be drawn to you. Uh-oh. Let me get in trouble with that one. So you mean to tell me, Psalmist, that um, I, 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 I can't be deep in my stuff. I, I, I can't run down the cars when I'm praying. Uh, I, I, I can't, um, you know, be, be, be so deep when I'm in this place. See, no, you can't be effective when you're jacked up. You can't be effective when you let your junk come before anything else. This is a lifelong journey. See, we want to do it quick. We want to put it in a microwave, like I said before, put two minutes, hit the start button, and we think it's okay. Or we take our bottle of Crisco or our olive oil, slap it on our head, and we expect something miraculous to happen. The power is in God, not the oil. Just saying. But anyway, that's a whole nother show. So, we have to prepare and pursue to walk this straight path, rejoicing in God's romantic heart, actively building relationship and seeking to respect and build up other men and women of the faith. I must choose to live in the life-giving joy of Christ. That's the best life to have. I'm telling you, faking the funk on a nasty dunk don't work in this in in this line of loving people. Trust is. The Lord is worthy of my trust even when I don't see how he works it. And because of that, in the dry spell, I still have hope. Now, here's the question, Brother Don. How can I still trust God when my relationship with my spouse or the people that I know is still jacked up? I need some help. Brother Don, can you help me? You have the floor. Amen. Wow. Man, that is wow. That that's that's awesome there. That's an awesome, awesome, awesome thought and question. And it was one that I had to visit myself um not too very long ago, just being transparent. You know, because we want to equate the things the tangible things in our life is a relationship with the Lord and a lot of times they really don't they have a they have a effect but not a direct uh effect of what we do. Because I'll just tell you my situation is, you know, because I looked at myself and it was a level of pride that I was riding on with myself. 
that affected my relationship with in, in my marriage with my wife and God really was just sitting there examining okay. watching me just kind of letting me hang out there you know and then I'm like wow you know and, and I'm thinking I got all, it all together in a bag of chips until December 2019 he allowed me to see myself and it broke my heart family gentlemen it broke my heart and I think a lot of times what we have to do is we have to be sensitive enough to always be in a place that we can have God examine our heart that's the only way that I can that's the only way that I think that it can operate is if we stay in that place where we're sensitive enough to know that we don't know what's all in our heart we don't we have no clue only God knows exactly what's in our heart if we stay in that place where we're sensitive that he can show us our heart. And then once he shows us our heart, that we're willing to to deal with it. You know, but you have to come to a place where you have to know that he is sovereign over all. You know, and once you solidify that thought, that he is sovereign, you know, then these things will be easier to digest and, 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 and these things will be easier to, to come out. But, you know, that's a good question, man, because I think a lot of the body of Christ suffer with that question. How can I trust God when I can't even keep it together with my spouse, with my kids, with my family, with coworkers? You know, that that's a real um, tough question. But as you were speaking earlier, it just reminded me, I went to the, the scripture in Matthew, and I just looked at how Jesus values relationships. And in Matthew... He said, look, if you go to the altar and you remember your brother has aught with you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go back to your brother, basically, and reconcile with him, and then come give your gift. Now, this is Jesus saying when you come to the place of worship and you have something to offer, if you haven't made it right with your brother." You leave your offer there and go make it right. That's how he values relationships. And I think that, you know, that's, that says a lot. That speaks volume um, to what the kingdom says about relationships with others. You know, he's saying, how can you, you know, before you have a uh, come to worship, before you come to leave something at the altar, deal with your brother first. Go back to your brother. Go back to your wife. Go back to your children and see what's going on there and then come bring your gift. But that's the level that we have to know that God is going to turn it around, Psalmist, family. He is. Yes. He's sovereign. He's sovereign, man. He is sovereign, you know, and, and I think that that would eliminate a lot of the divorce that's in the body of Christ. And, you know, and that's a troubling statistic right there is that the body of Christ deals with divorce and family issues the same as the world does. And that ought to be true. Yeah. Because we hold the truth. We have the truth. We have the truth. And I think you brought up a good point is, I guess the question is we have to ask ourselves, do we trust this truth that we have mm-hmm. to change our lives? Do we really trust this thing called the word of God that we could, and uh, the apostle said it best, that we can apply to our lives? Do we really trust what we're hearing? Do we trust what we're reading? 
You know, but that then again goes all back to relationships. You know, with, with the father, and you mentioned Job. You know, Job had such a strong relationship with the father that the father knew his heart, and he knew what Job would go through, and he knew what Job wouldn't do. And that's where we need to be, family. That's that's the place that I aspire to get to in in my walk in my life. And, and just like you, Tom, this I, this is my third, fourth attempt at this. I'm no expert, but I'm willing and I'm trying, man. I'm trying, you know, and that's the thing that that we have to remember that we got. We, we're all we're still a, a work in progress. We're still on the potter's wheel, being shaped and molded and, and transformed. Amen. 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 Doctor Walker, I would love to hear from you in regards to this. How can I? Love or have relationship with God when I don't trust Him. Can you help me? Can you guide me to how I can be a little bit more at ease? You have the floor. Uh oh, are you there? Uh oh, I think we lost him. Okay, Chaplin, same question. You have the floor. Man, oh man, Lord Jesus. You know, Jesus Uh came down here to save sinners. Yeah. You know, that that was his number one reason to reconcile human beings back to the Father. And he did it through love, he did it through forgiveness. Um, great compassion and that's what we have to understand brothers and sisters you know we we don't handle each other right our relationship with God there are some issues that we have if we don't handle each other right we can't say we love God who we don't see and hate our brother that we see and in in John first John 1 said God is God um, is light in him there's no darkness at all and if we say we have fellowship with him and we dwell in darkness we, we are liars so we have to again do evaluation because you know this is not about us you know too many people talking about how they feel and what's, it's not about us it's about Jesus and we all Striving and, and working out our own soul salvation, we gotta continue to be cultivated by Him. But we can't deceive ourselves neither. If we're not handling each other right, then something is wrong. I'm a divorced man, so the brother said is right. You know why are we acting like we don't have a savior? You know that was a very very difficult time, almost 11 years ago for me. And my wife at the time But for some reason with all this gospel Preaching and ministry we couldn't Reconcile And I was depressed for a long time Because I felt like Why as Christians Why should it have to go there You know But I learned a lot in 11 years after that Um, You know So we have to Again do that self evaluation And then evaluate 
who we have issues with. Because even though we have issues with them, the love of God should cover that. Prayer should cover that. If you seriously are connected to the vine, and we got the branches, then we got to produce some fruit. You know? We can't stay angry and bitter because of offenses. Because Jesus told Peter, forgive your brother 70 times 7. That's not the stranger down the street that you don't know. That's the guy or the woman you do know. And he said to forgive them. How are we going to be able to forgive an offense? You're going to do it by faith. You're going to do it through Christ. But it's too much emotions and feelings and flesh. So we're acting just like the heathens, the Canaanites, and the Jebusites. You know, we got to bring this heart under subjection of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We got to be honest with ourselves. We can't hold people in hostage of unforgiveness and bitterness because of what they did. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. All of us. There's every everybody we read in the Bible, David to Moses to to, to Paul to Peter. Everybody has faults. Everybody Samson, Solomon, everybody has flaws in the Bible. Yes. Yes. But God dealt with them. They dealt with truth, and they moved on. And God used these people. So why are we holding people hostage to their flaws? That's very hypocritical, church. When Jesus put emphasis on forgiving, if you don't forgive, he said he won't forgive us. But the way you forgive is through faith. You know, it's not a human power. It is not of human origin. It is of the spirit of the living God. But if we don't humble ourselves and go to him, because we said a broken spirit, a contrite heart, he would not despise. Then we will never we will never get the infusion of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the cultivating of our heart, so we can do things the way Christ did. He said he is our example in uh, John 13. He is our example. He washed the disciples' feet. He's our example how to serve, how to do it. So that's what it's going to take for us to walk in that kind of forgiveness and power and have those healthy relationships as we say we are in relationship with Christ. But that should spill over. That should manifest in how we treat our, our brothers, our sisters, our spouses, our kids, co-workers. He said, bless them that curse you. Right? Do good to them to despitefully pray for them. So he's telling us that it's going to go beyond your human nature. It's going to go beyond your feelings, beyond your emotions, and you got to get in the spirit to do this. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. You got to get in the spirit of Christ to forgive people and to have those healthy relationships in spite of what they do. Because that's how God did us. Amen. Amen. Well, we have Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright. His hat is shining through the airwaves. It's on fleek. The starch is heavy. What's good? Pastor Nehemiah, we got the question on the table. How do I still love when I don't trust them? 
Can you help me out? Hmm. Yes, fuck. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Man, it's so good just to be here. Uh, uh, just to give a shout out to all the men on the line, the men of God. Uh, so, Pastor Chris, from what I've heard so far, man, I mean, it's it's been said, man. The question that you presented: Can we have a loving relationship without trust? A loving relationship with with God without trust? And my simple answer would be no. You cannot. You have to develop trust for the Lord in order for you to really have a loving relationship. And that then goes like with the chaplain said, which was so powerful that it would then manifest in our everyday relationships because it would show that as we're doing something with God, we're spending time in his spirit, we're being next to him, we're learning of him, and we're seeing him operate in our lives on a daily basis, then we will know how to act because we have an example. I love the word he used. And so, but I just want to, to let people be aware of Christian believers that we're in a battle. We're in a battle over our souls. Constantly, we have an enemy that wants to deceive. You know, the, the thing that the enemy wants to do when he came to Eve, he wanted her to doubt what God had said. And so it's so crucial, important for us to really know who God is, who Jesus is. His example, like like just what Chaplin said, he washed your feet. I don't want to wash nobody's feet. Sometimes I don't want to wash my own feet, you know. But we have a, a Savior that will go wash your stinking feet, your crusty feet. He'll do that to show you that he loves you. And he's not just a, a person or a hero in the world. He's God. He's God. So in order for us to really have a relationship, we have to learn how to trust you know, they have this example, uh, 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 I don't know if anyone has already said this, but they have this, an example of trust to where if you, you, you have somebody behind you, a friend, and you just let yourself fall, and you see if that person catches you, you know, and I see that as, a, as the way of life, the way we have to live. As Christian believers, we're taught to walk by faith and not by sight. God is not going to show you everything. He's not going to reveal everything to you. It's something you just have to have faith in God and let him catch you so he wants you to relax. He wants you to be that baby that you don't have to walk hard and use all these muscles and strain your muscles and strain your body. He wants to carry you. He wants to carry you until you just know you can carry and you can walk on your own because he is in you. Because you have the same power that's in him. He's given it to you. He's given you a right. To become a child of God You now carry his name You carry his characteristics So in order for us to have a loving Relationship with God We have to trust We have to spend time with him We have to let go and let God We have to let go, fall back And let God catch you On the things that you can't control God told us In our weakness his strength is made perfect so in our relationships, we all get to this point. I love what Chaplin said because so many marriages, we all become selfish. We all start to look it up on, our, on ourselves. And you know, that's something God never does. He never just thinks about himself. He's constantly showing you love. Even when it comes to your own destruction, it's because he gives you what you asked for. Because you chose it. He warned you so many times. 
And the way for us to really get to that place that we must, the Bible says in, in Psalms and in the book of Jeremiah, it tells us to become like that tree. You must be that tree that's planted by the rivers of living water, and you will not be moved. No, that's hard. That's just, it's not easy because so many things in life want to move us. Our spouse's reaction, something that didn't sit well with us, it can move us and bring forth that anger. That anger that doesn't bring forth the righteousness of God, the wrath of men. But we have to remember that we have to follow Christ's example, like Chaplin just said. That's, we have to learn of him. We have to taste and see. Not just serve him, but taste and see that he's good. And the word says, blessed is the man that trusts in him. So you have to taste of God. Don't just look at the meal. Eat it and eat the whole roll. God bless you. Amen. Well, this is a very hot topic because we're about to merge our practical with our spiritual relationship and fighting the delusionment that we have. Now, I've personally been thinking a lot about God's participation in my love life and in my love life with him. Now, mostly I've been wondering to what extent he cares about my relationship, my natural one. There was a time when I believed that God was carefully preparing and refining my future's and orchestrating the exact event that would bring us together. But I still want to believe that, but it was a struggle. See, again, I went through a bad divorce, going through all these relationships because I didn't have healing. I didn't look at this myself in the mirror. And I allowed life to tell me or dictate who I was, including church folks. Uh-oh. Here you go again. Passionate church. Negative. I'm not. It's the people that was in my life that allowed me to continue to pursue this downward spiral. Now, see, in that struggle, I had to understand something. God really cares about who we have relationships with the waiting period that we go through or just the side effect of the culture that we have in regards to relationship or marriage is concerned see my reintroduce reintroduction to marriage wasn't typical because i made an agreement with god I told him I am not getting married ever again. The woman has to ask me to marry her because I am not going to go down that road anymore. Now, as I was getting myself together, right, the same agreement I made came to pass. And my wife now 
asked me to marry her. And immediately, I was blown away. Why? Because I told God, I only told God this. How'd she know? I ain't tell nobody. I ain't put it on Facebook. I ain't tweet it. I ain't Snapchat it. I didn't do none of that. This was a pact between me and God. I refuse. Unless you have a woman ask me. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. Now, you gotta get, you gotta understand something. Even with this happening, even with the theology and the teaching that I was getting at the time, I still had trust issues with the Father. Wait a minute. How can you say that, Samus? Well, we keep it real here. And most of us probably was in the same situation, but we're not going to say that because we have a status quo to maintain. See, that's the problem. There is power in the word of your testimony. See, we forgot that too. But anyway, I went through this whole transition and even when the marriage happened the first three years of my new marriage was about to go the same road why because I didn't look at me see when I started looking at what was wrong with me See, it was easy for me to get in a box and defend my honor, to defend why I am the way I am. But if I'm supposed to be a new creature, right, in Christ, I'm supposed to be his servant, right? I'm supposed to be the man that's supposed to be delivering the message, but yet the man delivering the message was still in pain see some of y'all that know me personally know know the testimony you know my story because see we perfect or we display this thing of perfection when we are in the forefront or we're portraying the gospel in our churches or on TV or whatever it is and we put up this facade see I thank God that I went through what I went through because, see, it allowed me to look at Chris. Not my wife, not what she ain't doing, which I was doing, and I'm getting mad instead of looking at how jacked up I was still out. I had to look in the mirror. And when I did that, that's when the impact happened. When I gave it to God, for real he worked on me he worked on my confidence he worked on my insecurity he walked he, he walked on all the stuff that i built for years and he said you know what you need to trust in me not the person not the pastor not your ministry friend. Trust me. And you know what? It was hard. I was so used to doing things the way I wanted to do it. And guess what? The number one foundational, 
foundational truth about understanding God and God seeing my needs is true because the moment that truth is established in your relationship you can go far in any relationship see this world is not built for the believer now when we was in the world for some of us that'll be honest you know, when we was in the world, we was doing it. We was macking. We had our honeys. We did what we wanted to do. And all this stuff. But as soon as we were introduced to Jesus Christ, right? It threw a monkey wrench in our flow. Because we had to start renewing and transforming our mind and heart. So... My question to the panel, right? See, as men, right, we have to, it says in the scripture, we, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? So how can I be transformed when I never renewed my mind in the first place? Uh-oh. So, Brother Don, you got to help me here. How can I have a renewed mind when I never trusted it in the first place? You have the floor. Amen. Amen. Maureen, you're cooking with hot grease today, Stomach. You're hitting on some great, great content and questions, man. I'm telling you. Because, you know, that's. That that's that's really that's really a tough place, you know, and I'm just can't help but to reflect back to where I was in it, um, you know, when I gave my testimony earlier. And and I can understand where you were in your testimony because I was at the same place. You know, the word says for us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the thing that will not allow yourself to be renewed is pride. And I'm telling you this firsthand because that's some of the lessons that I had to learn. Because so much of my life, and I've been through the same thing, uh, family, psalmist, men of God here today, where I could not keep a relationship because my refusal to trust God to heal and deliver me and transform me in the areas that I needed to be healthy in those areas. I held on to it because I thought as long as I could blame someone else for the way I'm doing, or the way I feel, if I could blame someone else, I'm all right. And then I would have enough pride, or I'd, I'd be audacious enough to say, I'm preaching, teaching, this shouldn't be this way. It's their fault. It's not my fault. And I was unwilling to allow God to deal with those areas of transformation that I needed healing in. And once you approach that psalmist, once you approach that family, allow him to do that, then you'll start to see the transformation in your thought process, in the way you relate to things. You know, and you said it best, hurt people hurt other people. And as long as you stay hurt, 
in those areas and allow him not to do it. And he's not going to beg you. He's not going to twist your arm. He may turn the heat up a little bit in your life, but ultimately it's you the one that has to be has to want this. It's you the one that has to get to that place where I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I've been through a divorce, and, and, and it was easy for me to, to blame God, to blame other people. Why you let this happen? I was following the word. I was doing this. I, 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 I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing. But there were certain areas in my life, and I'm sure you can have the same testimony, Psalmist, that we refuse to let God deal with. We refuse. And I know that's a harsh yep. statement, but it's the truth. We held on to that thing like a vice grip. We held on to mm-hmm. it and we didn't want to let it go because that thing right there is part of our definition. We thought it defined us. You know, I'm Brother Don. I'm Don, you know, and, and, and this was how I act and react. You cross me, this is what you're going to get. Yeah, But I yeah. had to let God deal with those areas that I was hurt, man. I was wounded. I had to allow him to come in. I had to trust him enough and, and, and depend on him that he could do it. You know, because I knew the words then. You know, it wasn't like I was, I was, I was, a, uh, I was an unbeliever. I knew the word. I knew the word, and I knew what the word could do, but there were certain areas that I, was, I would almost forbid to allow God to deal with in my life. He could deal with everything else, but just don't touch this. You can do anything else you want to. Bring me up, but you, you can't do this. And what I realized, Psalmist family, men of God here today, that when God brings us along, just like the children of Israel, when he was trying to get them to that place of milk and honey, when God is trying to bring you up and he has something more in store for you, he's going to deal with that baggage that you're carrying along. He's going to deal with those hurts. He's going to deal with those those problems because I tell you why, family. I couldn't have been effective minister holding on to those hurts and pains that I was refusing to let go. I would have been hypocritical. Hello. I would have been hypocritical. I would have been ministering out of that place telling everybody else what God could do when I was refusing to let him do it to me first. If I'm not going to be the first partaker of the scroll and eat it first, what good am I to the body of Christ? And this is what God had showed me that I'm going to have to be transformed. And probably that the, the biggest thing in that transformation process, and, and Chaplin said it the best, you've got to deal with you first. You do. you got to allow God to deal with you because when it's all said and done and over with, my wife's not going to be standing with me. My children are not going to be standing with me. You great men of God on this panel is not going to be standing there with me before the Lord. It's going to be just me. And I'm going to have to give an account for what I did. And this is great ministry coming on here each week, ministering to the people. But where is truly my heart? Am I willing to let him examine my whole heart and to heal and deliver me so he can take me to places that he has already in store for me? And and I think you and I had this conversation offline um, the other day, Psalmist, is, and that's what the problem is. We've got, and that's what's really then got people being kind of, I know we, we, I'm going to get in trouble, but I got to say it anyway. That's why we see so oh. many flaky leaders out there right now. Ouch. Because they think the work is going to justify the relationship. 
when God wants to deal with the things that they've got going on in their lives. And a lot of it is being exposed as I speak now. A lot of these fake flaky leaders are being exposed because of the same thing that we're talking about. They refuse to be transformed. They refuse to allow the word of God to get in them and transform them. Because in order to be transformed, there's going to have to be a healing and deliverance that takes place first. And I, I realize that firsthand now. You, you've got to have that, that healing and, and, and that deliverance because if I don't, I'm going to look and minister and talk out of that same hurt and same bitterness and same offense that I'm refusing to let God deal with. So you, we have to understand this, that, you know, sometimes we go through things. It's not to destroy us, but it's to let us see where what really lies in our hearts and that we need to be healed and delivered from, that we need wholeness. You know, because that's what it's about at the end of the day. We got to really believe that God wants to see us whole. Not half, not quartered, but whole. And sometimes you get that takes that process. Some men of God here, family, that takes that process of of, of wanting to be transformed, allowing him to come in and deal with these areas um, in your life because that's what messed up a lot of my relationships, men of God, yeah. family. Yeah. I was unwilling, man. I, I Man, I done been through so many relationships, you know, and, and, and up till I met my wife now, you know, my, my average was five years. I dealt with you five years. You were good. In the past, <laughs> you were good. <laughs> You know, but now I understand I've been, my mind's been transformed. I've been healed in those areas that I need to be healed. And I'm looking at the rest of my life with my wife. Amen. She, Amen. I you just told me. her the other day. <laughs> I just told her the other day, no. you know, for the first time in my life, I really, really understand what it means to be in love and in a relationship. Amen. Yes, yeah, I was going to te- I was going to tease you, brother Don. I said I had you beat by by uh, minus two. I said three years was my cap, and I was done. So that's how I know God is in this thing, because I had a three year cap, and after three years, it was over with. So, but anyway, I want to get some comments from <laughs> from the chaplain. Amen. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Nehemiah, and we gonna close this thing out right. So go ahead, Chaplain. You have the floor. Amen. Well, I tell you, I, I want to be a little transparent because when I went through that divorce in 2010, that was, you know, very, very disturbing. But I knew I had to move on. But I, I wasn't treating my ex-wife the way I was supposed to. And I was bitter and angry and frustrated. So I had to I had to pull back from ministry and just focus on restructuring my home because I had custody of, of six kids and I had seven. My son was away at school. So that was very, very different and difficult. But my point is I had to pull back from trying to minister and, and do the work in ministry when my heart wasn't right. You know, it, it just wasn't right. And so you have to be able to want to eat humble pie 
to get help and cast your crowns down, you know. And so I got help, and I did, uh, we had a divorce care ministry at the church, and I I signed up for it. And uh, it was a two-year program. You know, that was life-changing for me because I already was feeling the guilt and shame of being divorced as a, as a Christian, and now I got to go through the healing process. So you got to put the work in to get better. That's right. You know, because God is not going to tolerate us hurting and being bitter and mishandling people because of how we feel and what we went through when he came to heal the broken heart. That's when he, he came to heal a broken heart. So once you take the initiative and be responsible as a person, because you go through things that hurt, you go through things uh, you may fail at. Jesus said we're going to have tribulation in this life. Amen. He told us men and nations will hate us for his name's sake. So everything's not going to be smooth all the time, but he also said he'll never leave or forsake us. The word also says work on our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. So we can never stop these things. But as we get the proper help, evaluate where we are, be honest with self, I believe we can feel this wholeness within us. I believe we can love again. We can say, I want to get married again. Whatever we need to say and be, God will help us, but if we bury it and we try to cover it up, almost put on fig leaves like like Adam did and hide from God, then we'll never change. There won't be any transformation into his his likeness. So it worked wonders for me. I started to treat my ex-wife better than when I was married to her because there were some issues that I didn't know I had. And that healing process caused me to see her through Jesus and not through what we went through and not through what other people said. Um, that's what the, the unconditional love of God. And I wasn't always respected. I wasn't always treated well. But it didn't matter. My heart was connected to God, and he was governing my steps. And ordering my steps So even if I wasn't treated well I didn't throw off On that person who didn't treat me well I gave them What God was giving me And that's the true sign that you are healed And you can bless them yeah. That curse you and despitefully Use you Glory to God You, that means you as an individual Are connected to Christ who came down here to save sinners. So his love is superseding emotions and, 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 and mental understanding and intellectual understanding and science is going beyond all that. And when you truly can treat people like that, you know you're in a good place with God. You know you're in a good... When you can pray for people who hurt you and and did you wrong and all these kind of things and pray sincerely that God will touch them, You're, you know you are in a healthy place with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you can't do that, that means you're not in a healthy place. And that means that you need to think about what you're doing and really come to God humbly 
because he can fix it. But only if we repent. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Yes, sir. Pastor Nehemiah, your final thoughts. Amen. So I just, man, it's, it's like, this is just so therapeutic, you know. Amen. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And just when someone is transparent with their testimony and they can just be real with you, it, just, it can heal so many areas in our lives and, and shed so much light. You know, in relationships, you know, trust, it just goes hand in hand with love. It's like a spider web, you know, it's, it's knitted into it. And without that trust, that web is not going to stand strong, you know. It's not going to be complete. And so it's just one of those things to where we have to learn how to trust God and take him at his word. You know, sometimes I heard it, you know, when the man of God say here before that, you know, we don't believe that the word is good enough. We don't believe it's strong enough. And we don't actually practically apply it to our lives. We can hear it and say, yeah, it sounds good, but we don't do it, you know. And the word of God, it tells us how to, you know, Cast down wicked imaginations that come to your head. Thoughts, you know, thoughts that, that can make you think some type of way or feel some type of way about somebody else. You know, focusing on somebody else instead of looking at yourself and learning how to love you. And then when it comes to forgiveness, for us, when we make a mistake, we can all reflect back on us and be like, man, I want somebody to, to feel sorry for me. I want somebody to show me mercy when I mess up. But when somebody else messes up, we flip the script. And we don't want to show them no mercy. We don't want to have no compassion. You know, it's, it's all about us. It's a, it's a selfishness. It's a trick. It's pride, like the man of God said, Pastor Don. You know, we, we can't have that pride in a relationship. There's no room for it. You know, we have to remember that we want to be like God. And God is that perfect example of love. He never fails. The, the Word of God just says it never fails. So it's like constantly we have to continue to love. We have to continue to do those things that's, that's fighting those things that's attacking your trust, you know? Because God is not attacking your trust. That's not a God. You have to realize it and cast it down by the Word of God, with the Word of God, inside of you, living inside of you, you breathing it. You know, relationship is not easy. It's a process. But the fact that today... I can have strength and be encouraged because I heard what Chaplin went through. I heard what Pastor Chris went through. I heard what Pastor Don went through. And I can be encouraged by their pain that they went through. What would be their lives? What would be the, what could I take away from this if they had never experienced anything bad but only the good? We have to remember that the wheat and the tear that grow together. We, it's, all the wheat is not going to be just plucked out from our lives. But when it is plucked out, how good of a day that's going to be that you were faithful and you allowed the Lord to prune you and to continue to grow. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Amen. Well, family, we're just about out of time. And see, time flies when you're truly having fun and fellowship. See, this series in regards to relationships see we have to do self-reflection we have to understand that nothing can get better if we don't put up if we don't put the work in stop watching tv
stopped watching the Housewives of Atlanta, all them crazy shows. They're not going to teach you nothing. All they're teaching you is get that money and you can have as many people in your life as possible. As long as you got that money, you can still go through the drama and it's okay. No, it's not. See, you have to be transformed. See, when you come to Christ, transformation is painful. Uh Uh-oh. When you got to die to yourself, that's a problem. See, as human beings, when we get put under pressure, that's why we have to have God to keep us because we can't handle it. See, the problem is if we start being more transparent enough with our stuff, you know many people you can bless just by your testimony. I tell people all the time, I am not perfect by no means. I'm still a work in progress, but I came very, very far from where I was. And the reason being because I die to myself daily. Do I have it all together every day? No. But it's up to me to let God do the maintenance on my life in order for me to stay focused on what he has for me and my family and for our relationship with each other. And we have to understand, family, that you got to die to self. This crab effect stuff that's a crippling us as believers is just uncalled for. Look in the mirror. Do your own self-evaluation. Put God in the middle of it. Ask him to stretch you. Ask him to press it out of you. I guarantee you, you're not going to like what you see in the mirror, but the results are worth every pain. Just saying. So that's my final thought. I want to thank all of you for being on the show again as always gentlemen thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to come on the show and rock with your boy and of course happy valentine's day to all of the ladies on tpb radio happy valentine's to you from us and also i gotta give a special shout out to all of you that are listening we thank you so very much for being who you are and family don't this wednesday at 5 p.m central standard time 6 p.m eastern don't don't forget the illuminating word on facebook live tpv radio at five o'clock central standard time with dr apostle forrest walker bring your questions it is enlightening, enlightening, and he will teach you something a whole nother level that you never thought was possible. But again, like we were talking about, we got to renew our mind, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let this word transform us by the renewing of his mind. See, I could do a freestyle. Let me stop. Anyway, I love all of you. <laughs> God bless all of you. Again, shout out to all of you listening. Plainfield, New Jersey, what's good? New Vision Ministries, what's good? Pastor uh, uh, Dr. Carmen Smith, also Dr. Forrest Walker, Dr. Jessica Walker. Happy Valentine's Day, Mom, to you, and also to my wife, also to Brother Don, also to Pastor Gene, 
also to Dorothy Patterson, also to my wife, also to everybody that's listening. We love you. God bless you. Happy Valentine's Day. And you are more than you think and greater than you heard when you see the psalmist's voice, when you see the familiar in your mall, at the church, getting it in, having fun, doing what we do, because we love God for what we do. Walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. We love you. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Central Texas. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.